What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Manga and Me with your one and only host, Mari. Shonen Jump chapters came out yesterday. I had the pleasure of reading them, and all I can say is a great week for everything that I at least read. I don't read everything in Shonen Jump for not because I don't want to, but I just haven't checked everything out. So I kind of just stick to everything that I know of and was interested in off the start, usually. But, yeah. Everything, every chapter was bomb. Like, I had no complaints from what I read. Everything was just... Even if everything wasn't, like, action-packed, it was, like, getting information and background about certain things, like, in Jujutsu Kaisen this week, it was, like, you definitely can't complain with that. But if I had to say for my chapter for the week, I'd probably have to give it to One Piece, mainly because we got to see Luffy. I don't know if he's like mastered it completely, but you know him actually using the hockey that he's been trying to learn in Wano. It's uh, pretty much just integrating his conqueror's hockey with his ornament together to pretty much pack like the ultimate punch and. We get showcased because, I mean, he does it twice to Kaido. And it's just like, holy shit. (laughs) Like, finally, this is the moment that we've been waiting for. Like, my man, he's not going to, like, I don't think he's going to, like, dog walk him. Never that. Because Kaido is still a top-tier character in this, in One Piece. So, but I definitely say with Luffy learning this shit, he has a much better chance of being Kaido on his own because Luffy is already is already a strong character. So given this, you know, him using this power, it's like Kaido can actually really take a hit. And I also really like I well before I get into what I anything else I like, Zoro having Conqueror's Haki was it's not a shock, but it is a shock. Cause it's just like I mean, if if we put it together, I mean, if Luffy is going to be the Pirate King at the end of this manga, right? I mean, he's pretty much the parallel of Roger. And who did Roger have beside him? He had Rayleigh. And so, you know, Luffy and Zoro are pretty much those parallels. So it was kind of like a given or at least a foreshadowing if you put two and two together. But it still is nice to see, like, wow, like, Zoro is, I mean, we already knew he was set up to become a really great swordsman, probably the best by the end of the manga, I wouldn't doubt it, and it's just like, for him to have conquerors Haki, it was just like, damn, that, like, that was a nice moment, and you know, he, he landed a hit on Kaido, actually wounded him, and Kaido saying, you know, this is actually going to stay here with me, this is like, he gave him a wound, just like Odin did, that's going to pretty much be on him for life. And I thought that was just like, damn, like, Zoro, Zoro's my dude, bro. Like, he is my favorite character in One Piece. I mean, obviously, besides Luffy. Like, but Zoro, that's my dog right there. And, and like, ever since Wano started, I've loved the fact that he keeps getting more and more shine. I feel bad for Sanji fans because it's just like, Oda does not like that nigga. He keeps literally setting him up for failure 
and to just pretty much get his ass whooped. Like, Sanji had a couple of good moments in the beginning of Wano, the raid suit and all that, but, I mean, what else has he done? He hasn't done nearly as much as Zoro has done this entire fucking arc. But Zoro conquers Haki, I'm happy about it. I think that shit is dope. Him getting a good hit on Kaido was definitely, like, fuck yeah, like. But when the chapter first began, when Big Mom was falling, I honestly thought they was about to, like, jump the shit out of Kaido. Like, everybody, like, sticking together and just ganging up on his ass. But Kid and Killer decided to go after Big Mom, and it just got me thinking, like, I hope y'all can handle her, because I don't know. Like, just the two of y'all, when, I I mean, I don't know, because five, five of them versus two Yonkos wasn't really working out. But if you split it with two with Big Mom, like, obviously Big Mom is weaker than Kaido, but definitely not by that much. So for Kid and Killer to be bold as shit, to want to, like, square up with her ass with just them two. Like, I mean, it shows they got guts, which is definitely, like, oh, yeah, I can fuck with this character for that. But it's just like, god damn. I don't know. <laughs> they talking about, well, these clouds looking like that. I think she about to, she about to fuck them niggas up. Like, you know, when we come back with the next chapter. And honestly, Law, Zoro, and Luffy getting hits on Kaido was, like, a highlight to me because I've been so sick and tired of like at least well when I did read when I first caught up to One Piece and Law was like getting fucking dog walked and dress roll so that shit pissed me off because it's like you have such a OP ass devil fruit power and you over here getting bullied by strings granted them strings are strong as hell but goddamn like, how much more, I mean, you should be able to, like, take on anybody because of what your devil fruit can do. But anyway, I mean, it was good to see them get hits, you know. And, you know, Kaido's is going, I guess you could say, 100% if he's in this hybrid form, which we can assume is, like, I guess his strongest form. I mean, you know, because we've just been used to seeing him either regular or, you know, turn into a big-ass flying fucking dragon everywhere. So I would assume this mode is, like, his most powerful. So he is serious. So people getting hits on him is just, like, they have a chance. And they're not going to go like that. And I wouldn't want them to. But, yeah, I had fun with this chapter. Hey, anytime Zoro gets highlights, I can't complain. I'm happy with it. And Luffy talking about tell everybody I got this shit. Man, that is the definition of a real ass nigga. Like, Luffy and Zoro had real nigga moments. I mean, <laughs> Kaido was finna be a, a hoe ass nigga and freaking take Luffy down while he already, like, you know, he about to, like, beat his ass while he down. That ain't right. Zoro protecting him and then, you know, Luffy saying, you know, go ahead and let everybody know I got this shit. I'm finna beat his ass. And that was a good way to end the chapter because it's just like, fuck yeah. Like, it just makes me so excited 
But it's just like, bruh, of course Oda's going to go on a break. Like, I understand. I ain't mad. But it's just like, dang, I I called this shit. I knew, he, like, any time Oda goes, like, and drop, like, consistent heat chapters, boom, break. And, you know, again, I can't be mad at it. It is what it is, but One Piece is definitely my favorite chapter of the week out of, like, the bunch that I read, like, <laughs> man, these two weeks couldn't come fast enough. Moving on, I was, we can talk about some Black Clover. Man, I, I honestly did think that Tabata was going to, like, go off to another fight. But, I mean, I'm glad he stuck with, the, with Austin and the Twin Devils still. I mean... I I knew, like, I, I figured, well, we all figured that Nama was cut in half, but I was not expecting the Twin Devils to fuse, have, like, a fusion, even though I should have, because, I mean, well, the Twin Devils, I mean, they're pretty much the halves of each other, so, in a way, this is, like, their truest form, so it didn't make sense, but just seeing, like, how OP Asta is, like, it only took one chapter to really beat a high-ranking devil. And I mean, like, devil union mode is literally busted as shit. Like, even though he has a five-minute timer, it's just, like, the amount of things he can do in that five minutes. Because we all know five minutes in an anime manga is, like, forever. Like, that shit is long as shit. So it's just, like... Time hasn't even really been flying, and he's already, he took out one. And if it wasn't for them fusing, I mean, Lilith would have been next. That would have been her ass. But I I love the design of, like, the little, you know, their little fusion mode shit. I think it looks dope. And, like, one thing we have to really talk about is, like, this is still only the first gate and the twin devils fuse and pretty much they become like besides Asta, like they're the strongest in the fucking universe right now, at least out fighting in the war. Like, cause they can easily take, I will, I won't say easily, but I mean, they could definitely be any of the dark triad, like the dark triad, even with their hundred percent is still not on the level that these devils are on. So it's like for this to still be the first gate and the twin devils fuse and throw a fucking fat ass sun towards the ground, like to them in the in the palace, it's mind boggling because it's just like holy fuck. This still only the first gate. And you got country level attacks raining down. Like, how in the fuck is this gonna work? Cause we already know this arc is definitely going to come down. At least in my opinion. I honestly feel like there's no way this arc gets done without somehow making it damn near to the last gate. I just feel like there's no way we're not going to see like those highest ranking devils at all. But granted, it's like, if that happens... There's honestly no way for these niggas to win. 
Like, this is only the first gate. And, and they're not even supposed to be doing this good. Or I guess you can't even say good. Because really the only reason, like, shit is looking smooth is because Austin is there. He's fighting the twin devil. So it's like, since we still don't know how many times Austin can go into his union mode. I mean, he's already done it twice in one day so far. So I, I guess we just need to see, like, what his limit would be after this second five minutes. Because, you know, the more power he exerts, the faster the timer goes. I mean, like we saw against that little colossal demon shit in the Clover Kingdom. I mean, after he sliced it in half, his 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 mode ran out. So it, I just think it's interesting to see what happens next chapter because Asta exerting this much anti-magic is going to drain the shot at him. And even though he's strong and he pushes past, you know, his limits, that shit, it's, it's just like, how, I don't know if you're going to make it through. I don't know if everybody's going to make it through because if this is still a first gate only like, duo, devil, you know, whatever you want to call me the way right now, they're one. Like, this is only the twin devils, and they're this, like, much to handle. Like, this is a, I, mean, I know the chapter's called Freezing Sun, so, like, yeah, like, this is a freezing sun getting thrown at the building, and it's just, like, if Austin's not there to block it, everyone's dead in there. But can we just talk about, like, like, and then, like I said, Asta's Devil Union mode, it's just fucking busted as hell. Because not only, I mean, like, it's really, I feel like it's a little obvious to say that, like, and we already knew this, like, going into this, like, Asta's anti-magic really does. It gets, I feel like it gets bigger and stronger depending on who he's facing, you know? Like, literally... I mean, you know, some people may not enjoy that, but I mean, it's pretty kind. It's it's pretty clear. Like, they just sent out a country level attack, while his anti magic grew into a gigantic demon slayer sword, and he able he was able to fucking send that shit right back to them. So it's kind of like it goes hand in hand with how strong he can get versus depending on who he's facing. So honestly, if he were to face like Lucifero in the last gate as an example. I mean, whatever the hell he throws, I mean, if it's like a whole country level type shit, I, I mean, I don't know if it will be planetary or anything like that. I don't know with this power scaling, but as an example, I feel like, I mean, Austin would probably be able to somehow combat that. I mean, that's just the way his anti-magic works. But definitely a cool-ass moment. He sent that shit right back. Interested to see how that's, like, where this is going next chapter. Because I doubt the Twin Devils would get hit by that shit. Unless they actually did. I mean, I don't think so. I think they'll probably avoid it. Because they'll most likely avoid that shit. Asta's union mode will come undone. And he's going to need some help. Which is probably why... You know, we finally see Magna and Zora again because it's like, it's been a brick since we've seen them. Like, we haven't seen them at all since this time skip. So it's like, if they not coming back with some 
with some fire, <laughs> literally, with like some good magic, like stronger than ever, like it'd be no point to bring them into this situation. So they they better come like fucking ready, especially since these niggas got on the drip. Like, I know you can't see all of it, but my niggas got the drip on. So it's like you can't come into this war on some doo-doo shit. Like, you got to come in this joint and make a statement that you're not bland-ass characters just chilling in the back. Like, you wanted to make a statement. That's what I need to see. Like, I'm excited that they're here, but they got to make a big-ass statement. That's all I'm saying. Great chapter. Enjoyed it. On to the next week. That's all I can really say. My hero. My hero. Man. Deku? is, I mean, like, I knew he was going to become such an OP character. I mean, we all knew from the beginning that, I mean, this is his story about becoming the number one hero. But I don't know why Muscular thought he was going to do much. I mean, I know he just wanted to fight. He just wanted to just be entertained. But this ain't the same Deku that you fought. Like, my man literally has all these different quirks now. And I'm really glad to see, like, Deku, like, utilizing every single, like, using all of his different quirks into this chapter. Because it's just, like, holy shit. Like, my man has an arsenal belt of quirks. And even though they may not be, like, quirks, you can, it's, like, all mighty powerful quirks that can, like, deliver a finishing blow by themselves, it's, like, using them together with how smart Deku is, like, he is very strategic, and he thinks really well on the fly of fights, which is why, which is why I really love him as a character, like, he's really, like, when it comes to combating, like, he's really smart, and, I mean, that was showcased literally when he, you know, how much he studies other people's quirks since him, since he himself was quirkless. So, you know, my man Deku saved Shindo in the beginning. Had to save that man's ass because, let's be real, Shindo is ass. Or at least I believe. I mean, like, I feel like there was no reason to really bring him here because you brought him into this joint just to get washed. And it was like, dang, that's disappointing after not seeing your seeing your ass for a while. Just like, holy shit. But can we talk about my man Deku and, like, his costume? I like it. Hey, man. Like, with the rips and shit. Like, my man's just looking so... He looking clean with it. Deku's outfit is some serious drip. And, like... I mean, I know we all talk about it, but... Golly... So going, like, you know, still staying with this, like, I was not expecting Deku's, like, other quirk to come out. And and every time I kept seeing the six user, I was just like, when did he learn your quirk? Like, but I'm glad to see that I guess he learned it after, like, this little mini time skip with the months with him leaving UA. Like, smoke. Like, do you know how great you can use smoke to your advantage especially considering you have black whip danger sense float 
Like you literally can get out of that that smoke out of your situation with ease. And I wouldn't doubt it if the six user was using like all that to his advantage. You know, obviously he didn't have float, but he was able to use black whip and danger sense, so he was able to get himself out of his own smoke. It was really nice to see how like and I I think that's the six user's name and was talking to Deku mid-fight as he's using his quirk. It was just like, wow, One For All has really grown so powerful into Deku that, like, the like you know, all the previous users can just talk to him and pop up like it's nothing. Like, do you know how, like, cool that is? And for N to give him some advice, too, it was just like, damn, like, that's dope as hell. Like, Deku has them now talking to him as he's fighting. And this will only improve him as to how strategic he is. And, like, and was telling him, like, you know, literally, their quirks are tools in his arsenal belt. So, like, for to see Deku become, go from just, you know, I, in my opinion, like, beforehand, before learning, like, cowling style and all that, he was a one-trick pony as far as, like, his fighting, like, he would just break hands and his fingers, his arms and shit. So he was a one-trick pony in that aspect. And to see him grow from that to be able to do all these different things, it's just like, man, that is some crazy-ass shit. And it makes me happy. But, we, you know, we got to see him literally use float. We got to see him use Black Whip. His regular one-for-all power, Smoke. And let's just, let me just, like, like put this out there, like, I mean, I said my man was probably going to be able to, like, use, like, Danger says kind of like Spidey, and it's wild because he really is Spider-Man, <laughs> in, in, like, in, in a way, because it's just, like, Black Whip, that's his, like, you know, that's his web slinger, Danger Sense, that's his Spidey Sense, like, so... Really, he's a more souped-up Spider-Man when you really think about it. <laughs> but either way, I mean, that's the shit. Even then, that's still cool as hell. And like my like my girlfriend was telling me, your friendly neighborhood Deku. I think that shit sounds nice. <laughs> I don't know what y'all think, but your friendly neighborhood Deku. I think that shit sounds like perfect for his character because that i mean you know he inspires to be someone to save everyone he wants to be like all might and you know as deku noticing deku trying to talk to muscular it was kind of just like i know he wants to understand villains and honestly this experience wasn't a waste in whatever form but it's just like looking at muscular we knew his only purpose was to just fight, pretty much. We knew there was really nothing else with him. But, I mean, Deku still tried it. He still wants to understand these villains and why they do the things they do. Because, obviously, you need to. I mean, you can't just not ask them as you're fighting them. But, <laughs> Muscular says, cut this shit. Like, nigga, I just want a box. And, you know, Deku gave him what he wanted. And he one-shotted his ass. I don't even know why he would even try that. Like, I knew Deku was going to pretty much do this shit with ease. But he one-shots muscular. Like, 
honestly kind of like what I expected. I didn't think it was going to be no fair fight because Deku came out for blood with this shit. I'm telling you, 72 and 10, Jordan. He's 96 Jordan right now. He's in his fucking Duffy. And I was the one to say before I end this My Hero segment, Shindo actually did something. <laughs> you know, as I'm saying, like, he wasn't, like, you know, brought him in to get washed and shit. But, I mean, he actually did damage to muscular that made it hell of a lot easier for Deku to just one-shot him. Granted, Deku, I feel like, still would have one-shotted him regardless. But, yeah, Shindo actually made an impact and actually helped out. So, his... You know, all or nothing move against muscular wasn't in vain. And at least that's good. At least that's good for him. <laughs> so, yeah, Deku that dude. I mean, I don't really see any villain coming out and beating him in this arc because, well, it's just not set up like that. Like, especially having danger sense, it just feels like he's going to be able to, like, avoid all that shit. So, we'll see how that goes. Undead on luck. Next up, man. I knew, and honestly, probably everyone assumed this, but I fucking knew that the person that Shen was fighting was definitely was somebody that he fucking knew. I mean, spoke the same language, looked like they had similar styles, even had the same like similar damn poles. But I was not expecting it to be. His master out of all people. Plus, he's younger. How the fuck is he younger? Like, as I'm reading the chapter, I was just thinking like, hmm. So if these negators, once they die, and their shit can be passed on to someone else, right? And I don't really remember if if you have to be born with it or not. I don't think so. But I could be wrong. So maybe he, maybe Fang is unaged, unaged maybe now, maybe that's what he got, or maybe it's like an artifact or something. Oh, well, or I could just say maybe it's just, um, what, uh, dang, I forgot his name, other dude did, who was a bad guy. I guess. But either way, I'm not really sure. I don't remember. I would probably have to reread and see that shit. But either way, I mean, like, could he be, like, unaged now? But then again, I guess that would be, like, the same thing as undead. Never get old, never can die. But either way, there has to be some explanation how he was old as shit teaching Shen and, you know, taking care of him and his sister and now he comes back up and he's young as fuck. And mind you, like, with him being young, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be easy for Shen. Because you're fighting your master and he's at an age where he's in his fucking prime. Like he's in his duffy now. So it's definitely not it's definitely going to be a, a really hard fight for Shen. And also, like, I guess you could say this was build-up, too, because, like, I mean, we even have a flashback in this chapter of, you know, him interacting with his master. And I guess you could say the other, you know, the other person there. 
I don't really know what you call people that you're with at your dojo or something like that, or who you're training with, but either way, you know, the other dude. <laughs> and, you know, I I like to keep seeing the moments between Shannon and his sister, because, you know, that's a good, I like seeing sibling relationships, because it's just like, you know, it's dope to see healthy ones, it's good to see, like, you know, the big brother trying to protect his sister no matter what, and him teaching her, you know, a move that he learned from Fang. Like, so that way they're always together, even though he's not with her at school and shit because he's too dumb, <laughs> you know, to make sure she'll have nothing to fear. It was really surprising to see she is powerful as hell because she does the move and it leaves a hole in the mountain. And it's just like, oh, dang. Like, and like Fing said, there was two dragons among them. So. Does this mean, like, his sister is just as powerful as Shen? Like, minus Shen having, you know, being a negator and having untruth. Like, I mean, mm, come on now. Like, if she, if she can do that shit at such a young age, especially being younger than Shen, it's like, I know she definitely got more hidden talent than that. But, you know, also in the flashback, we see Fang killing the dude and putting his soul into the bees and that pretty much it pretty much told us right then and there like yeah this is this is who he's fighting (laughs) but i just want to understand why is he so young now that's my only question because it's like what did you do to become young like you sold your fucking soul for that shit they had like there's no way like oh god and it's just like for Shin to be put in this situation to have to fight your old master especially when like I mean in his prime like I said he's younger so he's in his prime so this shit is gonna be hard as fuck and untruth is only working but so well I mean it was keeping him up but. Like he was like it like it was being explained. The more experienced the opponent has, and the faster they can think, the harder it is to gauge that timing. Like so, and for this opponent to be so experienced and so well, it's hard as shit. So it's just like you don't know what to, you don't know what to do, even though you know you see the similar style as yourself. But you know. Masters always are still more refined than the student. Like, that's never going to change no matter what. But, I mean, I do. I still think Shen will win this fight. But I I know next chapter we're definitely going to have to... We're definitely going to get explained on how he got younger. Because I know Shen's going to ask that shit. Like, you should be dead. <laughs> Literally haven't seen this man in years. Like, he should be dead. He was old already. How are you the spring of health? I just want to know. And honestly, I mean, that's... Whew, man. That's all I really got for Undead Unlocked. Like, I just, I need to know. I need to know how this man became so young. And I know we'll probably find out next chapter, so I'm excited for that. Hopefully, Shen doesn't get fucked up too badly. To the point where he's on the brink of death because you know this would be like our one time actually seeing shen really getting his shit whooped 
And I hope he doesn't get fucking dog walk next chapter. Last but not least, Jujutsu Kaisen. Definitely got a lot of explanation in this chapter. Like with Tengen speaking, Mr. Thumb looking ass. But I I can't believe the brain. Actually, I didn't think it had a name for real, but obviously it did. And it's just like that was that was a pretty big revelation because we needed to know what the hell that that freaking brain's name is. And I'm glad we know now. And I believe it's what Kenjaku, yeah, like Kenjaku is the one running things, chilling in Ghetto's body. But what's really crazy to me is like how the Star Plasma arc. The vessel, star plasma vessel arc is really coming into like big importance because honestly, like when Shibuya first started, you know, we didn't know that Kenjaku was in Ghetto for it. We knew he had the stitches, but we didn't know what the fuck that meant. So it just seemed like the star plasma vessel was just Ghetto just being, a, you know, coming back, doing what he wanted to do. But, I mean, whole time, Ghetto's been dead. He's dead. This is all Kenjaku's doing, and he's the reason behind the culling game. It's just crazy because, like, wow, like, a whole brain organism is doing all this shit? Like, what is Kenjaku specifically? Like, I know he's a brain, but really, what the fuck is he? And, like, after the whole Star Plasma arc, like, because his vessel died, my man's literally evolved to the point where he can be used for cursed manipulation? And, you know, Kenjaku being in Ghetto's body... I mean, even fuck that. I mean, Kenjaku is just powerful enough to use that shit. So, it's just like, if Kenjaku gets his hands on Tengen, it is a wrap for the entire world because of how powerful he is. And just like how he's like, you know, hyped up to be. And like, as he was explaining. Like... It's just crazy because this would have not, none of this shit would have been like this if he was able to have his vessel like he was supposed to. But, you know, obviously all that shit got ruined by Toji. Shot her and fucked all that shit up. But in reality, it's just crazy because Toji is the reason, like, he is the unexpected action that really caused a lot of this shit because he was, you know, he was the antagonist for that shit, for that, at least for that art. And it's like him killing her ended up fucking over all this shit. And also like him being that powerful without cursed energy is really the catalyst for this all. Like that heavenly restriction Like, it just wasn't right. 
and you fucked up, like, like Tengen was saying, destroyed the destinies, like, you, I mean, like, you're not supposed to be this damn powerful for someone who ain't got no curse energy, you literally just a regular human, for real, for real, but I really wish Tengen would have said, like, Toji with the last name that Megami had to let him know, like, my boy, that is your father. But I feel like we're probably going to go either a long time without, like, him realizing that's his dad or just maybe the entire manga. Maybe it'll just be a secret the whole fucking time. I wish somebody would just tell him, but... You know, we're 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 probably not gonna get that anytime soon. <laughs> and this whole culling game is it's setting up to be a wild ass art because ah, uh, like they really they have to go through with it. There's like no way you can avoid it. The only thing they can do is just get the hundred points and then make a rule to pretty much get everyone out. But it's like to get a hundred points, and I believe five points for sorcerers and one point for non sorcerers. So it's like you would have to kill, mind you, they have to kill these people. They can't even just beat them up till they're unconscious, like we see in like most, like, you know, tournaments and anime and manga. They really have to kill them, and each sorcerer is only worth five points. They got to kill 20 sorcerers to just get the 100 points to make a new rule. Like, man. I mean, obviously, the team that you're sending in with Yuji, Maki, Yuta, and Megami, I mean, they could do it. I mean, shit, Yuta could do it by him damn self. So can Yuji. But it's just the fact that I know, I don't, I don't even know if Yuji be able to do it. I mean, he's, like, his whole complex with this shit. Like, my man don't want to kill, bruh. He don't. It's just so sad because, like, you know, he feels so bad after the shit with Sukuna and Shibuya killing all those people. Like, he killed hella fucking people, bruh. Even though it's just, like, it's not it's not your fault, Eugene. Like, you, you shouldn't trip on it, but I do understand. And honestly, I mean, I figured with Tengen asking between Choso, Yuki, and Yuta, like, he needs two of them to stay. It was kind of clear that Choso and Yuki would stay because, well, they have their own motives anyway. But, I mean, we know Yuta was going to roll with his homies. Let's be real. He was not about to fucking sit here, especially not after seeing them for so long. Like, hell no. He going to protect them. And while, like, finding out, like, Gojo can be freed through the back of the prison realm, but in order to use the back door of the realm, you need the front, which Kenjaku has. So it's like either you would have to either steal it from him, and even then, he's still stuck up in there. And it's really fucking funny that two of the things that you need, well, Either or of the things you need to get him out of there are both destroyed by Gojo. The inverted spear of heaven and the black rope. I mean, it's wild how, like, 
you know, the manga brought that back up and made it relevant because the two things that pissed off Gojo the most because they broke through his technique are the things that are needed to free him. So it's kind of like a slap in the fucking face. Like, he's chilling in there talking about, oh, my students will handle this shit. I'll be fine. Like, you really got yourself stuck up in there. So I find that very, like, funny as shit. And, you know, as we get to the end, their only hope lies on someone who's been around, what did he say? Like, a, a sorcerer from a thousand years ago. And she has a technique to eliminate all, like, literally her curse technique can extinguish any curse technique. Do you know how OP that is? Like, she's literally Asta in Black Clover. You negate everything. Everything just gets poof when you're around. Like, literally, and if they were to fight her, the only one who could box her would be, like, a Yuji and Yuta. Oh, and and Maki, too. Maki will whoop her ass. But then again, we still haven't seen what she can do, but... I'm not going to make far-off assumptions, but, you know, anybody who's really strong physically could give her that work. I mean, that's without curse technique. But, man, like, Kenjaku really created people coming back and techniques from years ago that were pretty much OP. Like, to get rid of any curse technique is your curse technique. That's literally anti-magic and black clover. Like, everything is beneath you. So pretty much people just have to box you. The only way. And that shit is crazy. But definitely an information-filled chapter. And it was just... I thought it was very good. And... It was especially good coming out from the break, you know, the sudden break and all that. So, shit. <laughs> I just hope this, you know, this character with the technique, uh, what was her name again? Hana. I really do hope she joins their side, but the likelihood, I don't know. I would feel like her only condition would to probably it would probably have to do deal with something with Sakuna. That I feel like that's the only thing that would like convince her to want to work with them in any way. But I don't know. We'll see. That about wraps up all I got for today's episode. Make sure you turn on the notification to know when a new episode always gets posted. And, you know, let me know if y'all want to hear anything else. Any other mangas you feel like that's not getting any attention? Any animes? I do talk about anime. I'm sorry, anime only, but I'm coming out. I'm coming with some stuff that I got scheming up. And I got y'all. Don't worry. So, make sure y'all, you know, have fun. Enjoy your manga. Enjoy your anime. And I'll see y'all next time.